This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of Investec Asset Management. The value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. In South Africa, Investec Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider. The Bank of England today raised interest rates for the first time in more than 10 years. And that's a landmark move after borrowing costs had slumped to the lowest level on record. Alongside Governor Mark Carney, the majority of rate setters at the UK's central bank voted in favour of hiking the benchmark rate to half a percent from a quarter of a percent, or 0.25 basis points. And the bank's key rate is crucial for the economy, it says here. It's used to price all sorts of bank loans and mortgages on the telephone now. To embellish that rather simplistic introduction is Russell Silverstone from Investec Asset Management in London. I suppose 25 basis Basis points to 50 basis points, quarter of a percent to half a percent doesn't sound like much. But the fact that it's been more than a decade really does give it some sort of gravitas. Absolutely. Hello there, Lindsay. I would point out that interest rates in the UK have actually doubled today. <laughs> but uh, you're, you're, you're quite right. I mean, we've gone through an extraordinary period in the aftermath of the global financial crisis. And the UK in particular was hurt particularly by that, given the size of our, our, our financial sector. And in the press conference the Bank of England had just held, the Deputy Governor pointed out that um, pre-crisis, bank rate in the UK, official interest rates used to change on average once every four months. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it is a big deal, given historic context, and you're absolutely right. It will affect affordability of mortgages, for example, and it will hopefully um, improve savings rates for, uh, for, for, for cash investors as well. Mark Carney has been dubbed the nickname the unreliable boyfriend, but he was very reliable today when it came to the increment of the increase, in other words, 25 basis points. However, he became unreliable again, I think, because the BOE said it projected very gradual further increases over the next three years, and that caused an extraordinary market reaction. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it's, it's a lovely uh, phrase, isn't it, the unreliable boyfriend? And this, this came from um, under the UK legislation. The, the central bank governor has to testify in front of a, a parliamentary committee here here in London and um, one of the MPs on that committee said you know you've promised to raise rates several times in the past and have never never actually followed through and you're somewhat like the un- an unreliable boyfriend which obviously got a good laugh but yeah there has been a, a big movement and what you have to understand how the, how the bank formulate their opinions and, and what they do is they look at where market yields are money market yields and bond yields and they say okay given what the market is telling us about expected interest rates through time where do we think inflation is going to be at a three-year horizon. And what they've done today is say, actually, well, the market pricing is about right. And if interest rates pan out as priced into markets today, then actually inflation is going to be a target. So basically, if you think financial market at any one time prices in a range of probabilities, the sort of the upside scenario is now less likely. And so we've seen guilt yields, UK government bond yields um, fall quite sharply, 10 basis points or so, which doesn't sound like much. But when a five-year bond only yields sort of 80 basis points at the beginning of the day, it's quite a big deal. And sterling has also fallen around about 1% as well. So, you know, it, it is a, it, it, it's, it's a reasonable movement. But the, the real news in today's meeting for me, and we had a heads up about this as well, is that the bank have made a radical change to their expected sort of growth going forward. You know, the sort of the trend rate of growth, not too hot, not too cold, is, is just 1.7% per annum in the UK. And that's 
globally is extremely low. Yeah, indeed. Carney said Thursday the time has come to ease our foot off the accelerator. Do you think that he was caught a little bit off guard by Brexit and all sorts of... Not so Brexit, he can't be caught off guard by Brexit, but this is what I'm trying to say rather clumsily. Do you think he had to do it because he doesn't want to be branded as unreliable and that's why he said in future we don't really know what's going to go on? Do you think there was a sort of a fudge there a little bit, some kind of compromise in his own mind? Yeah, I think there is no doubt that, that he as an individual is under political pressure. So um, a well-known sort of maverick MP in the UK called him an enemy of Brexit. And um, we can't get away from Brexit. And, and what's most importantly, what they're saying is, look, you know, we've had large-scale immigration into the UK from EU, and, and that's been good for the economy. But as we sort of close our borders, that sort of inflow of people into the UK is going to stop. And there are only two ways any economy in the world ever grows. And it's very, very simple. It's either you increase your working population or you increase productivity, you know, the rate of production of those workers. And all of the growth in the UK has been workers and none has been productivity. And if the pace of those workers slows down, then the pace of growth slows down. And so, you know, that's what the governor is trying to tell us. And it's this undoubtedly a political message. So he's treading very, very carefully. But, I, you know, I don't think... Today. I don't think he was forced into a corner today at all. I mean, he, you know, they're, they're clearly signaling this, but that picture, you know, the reason they've done this is they're assuming the economy is growing much slower going forward than before, and that is absolutely all about Brexit. And the last thing I'll say is, obviously, you know, we have had a long period of, of high inflation in the UK and, and above target, and, and you know, they've, they've sort of given growth is going to be slower, and given uh, inflation is above target, I think they just felt they had no choice other than to just pull back on some of the extraordinary measures we have in our economy at the moment. It wasn't a unanimous decision because the nine rate setters voted like this, 7-4, two against the rate rise that we've just seen, which says there's a small amount of uncertainty. What do you think the next move will be, even with the knowledge that we have at the press conference, that things are going to be very gradual and gentle as they watch inflation and the growth rate? What's your sense here? Yeah, well, my sort of central scenario from here is we get, we get one more next year. After that, if I'm totally honest, I, it just comes down to Brexit. You know, if, if we if, if we have a you know a hard Brexit and and and, and you know we, we our relationship comes to a full stop with, with with Europe, then we're going to go into recession in this country, uh, and the bank will will be forced to cut interest rates again. If all pans out okay, and you know we we could we could see slightly more rate hikes than uh, than is currently priced in. But at the moment, I, I you know I'm, I'm with the bank. I think it's very very gentle, but but slightly below where they are. So. I, I think it's a hike, but um, no more than one next year, assuming things carry on as they are. Aside from the first rate rise for over 10 years, and so therefore a little bit of excitement in the market, which wasn't expecting it, and the sterling rate uh, tanked after that decision because of the post-decision statements, is it really that important? Is it really that big a deal? What does it really mean for the markets? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's probably the, the, the number of it, which, which is, you know, I said tongue in cheek, obviously rates have doubled, but, you know, they're going up to half a percent. It, it isn't a big deal. I think that the governor made a very good point in that press conference, which was, you know, how it affects men and women on, on the street is through the cost of their loans and, and through what they earn on, on cash savings. And he made a very good point, which, which is, you know, a fifth of mortgage holders in the UK have never seen a rate rise. So for, for those people, potentially it's a shock, but, you know, a reasonable amount are on fixed rates so that shock takes time to come 
through. But also, we've been preparing for this for some time in the UK, and, and to get a mortgage in the UK, we've had to go through affordability tests, which would stress, you know, how high interest rates can go and whether we can afford to pay them. So, you know, we've got safeguards for savers. I think it really depends on whether the banks follow through and actually actually put up their savings rates. But I mean, they are they are thinking in cash at the moment, and I personally think they'll be sort of quite reluctant to push it up. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But if an economy can't handle a quarter percent rate hike without serious upset, then we have real problems in this country. And, and so I, I, I would hope and think that, that, that we'll, we'll get through this pretty easily. Well said. Russell, thank you very much for your time. That's Russell Silverstone from Investec Asset Management in London.